that's what I love about events. It's just it's one group of people that'll never really repeat itself. Yeah. Like you'll never get this that 500 people in the same room again. No, it's so it's, it's impossible. People have such complex lives and like people can't make it, people get this, but these are all the people that one night that could make it. Let's go. Happy dance. Hydrate. I'm happy, bro. I'm loving this podcast. Having a great time. I love doing this. Oh, yeah. Every time. Absolutely love it. Um, We're here. We're back in uh, the Big Pink Podcast Studios. Um, Tapped in, baby. We got it all set up. We got lights. We got cameras. That intro beat, again, was by Munch. Let's get it. What's the last beat you made? I made one last night. I made a That's how he does it. <laughs> I, you know, just threw it in the vault. What else you been up to? What's the quarantine looking like? You've been I saw some a little clothing preview. Oh yeah. I feel like um you know, to be honest, my you know, creative process has gotten better, but my overall like schedule hasn't necessarily Hectic. Yeah, it hasn't really changed. Oh, really? Yeah, cuz I usually am like working at home. Yeah, working at home That's or Troy said I mean, yeah. Troy's, you know, he's on the same grind. Exactly. But it's been good. I, like, wake up. I make a smoothie, coffee, breakfast every day. Every you know, day. I don't rush to it. You know, it just happens. And then uh usually I end up doing something creative, whether it's, like, designing some clothes or, you know, making some graphics or making some music. Nice. There's always something creative happening. Are you working with other people a lot right now or mostly on your own stuff? I mean. As far as, like. Social distancing. I'm not doing. Yeah. I'm not really. But doing are people hitting you up for like websites and, or is everything pretty much shut down as um, far as like, all the other like instant like other random clients that you have. Uh, I mean, l- little things are definitely happening. I feel like when everything started, you know, blowing up with yeah. the with the virus, you know, my clients were hitting me up like, "Hey, can you update our website? Just make sure we have you know yeah. a write up, just letting our customers know you know what's." Bro, happening. everyone did the write up. Everyone. The amount of emails, the amount of check-ins. I got, I've get, I've gotten check-ins from companies I don't even know exist. I get, you know, like Boingo Hotspots hit me up like, here's an update. I'm like, I use you guys on one Delta flight. And They're now checking in. They care. Yeah, but it's like, I don't, need, I don't <laughs> give a fuck what you guys are up to right now. I don't care. Yeah, well, they're just, you know. I don't care what Home Depot is doing. They're just checking in with you. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, man. I got enough on my plate. Yeah, what are you doing these days? How's quarantine for you? It's good, bro. I'm glad we're doing this podcast. Keep other than busy. that, yeah. I mean, I've been doing, uh, been going hard on the uh, my my program of sobriety recovery. Amazing. That's been good. Um, hitting that prayer meditation. Boom. Every morning with Courtney. Nice. Living with Courtney and Samantha. Full time. Which is my fiance and her lovely daughter, soon to be my lovely daughter. Boom. It's been lit, and uh, yeah, we've been we've been crushing it. We just ordered one of those. Did you ever have the on the bike, the little like trailer for kids where it's like you're just sitting? Yeah, yeah. And there's like a, it's and like it a little zips nest. over, yeah, it yeah, covers yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we just got we just ordered one of those. Oh, nice. So who's gonna pedal? Uh, Courtney probably. And you'll be on a separate. I'm bike. a little more reckless. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be like flanking with my, dude. I'm getting a dirt bike. <laughs> what? I'm getting a dirt bike. When did you uh, decide that? Well, my aunt found one in her garage, and you know she. She doesn't need it, so. I need a Vespa, so if you ever come across a Vespa, 
and I'm down. All right, drop a drop a comment. Drop a comment if you you're selling a Vespa. A Vespa. Um, but yeah, podcast has been going well. This has been keeping me busy. Cool. Um, yeah, life is good, man. Things are strange, especially for our business. Like, the concert industry is in flux. In flux right now. He sent me a uh, that article you sent me from Billboard was pretty just like crazy to see the numbers of like how like there's already like 10 to 12 billion dollars lost oh for real i mean like you just got to think about you know every major festival is canceled or delayed yeah you have you know all of these artists who had tours planned for spring summer ready to go just um all being canceled yeah people are stepping up i've seen some cool stuff uh 1111 which is big gigantics management uh label or a company they've been doing these really cool it's called like the couch man what's it called the couch tour cool and they just do uh live streams and it raises money and it's cool so many live streams yeah anytime i go on instagram it's like this person's live this person's live i haven't live. watched any why cuz i haven't i just see them like after the, i haven't seen any live i've oh. seen i've went online like after maybe i'm just i i really haven't been online that much that's okay. Only to promote the podcast. Cool. So that's cool. Nice. But, but yeah, people um, are very active out there, especially artists. Yeah, we have a good idea. I think it could work in the summer. Once I think when if people are still like social distancing, but maybe they're not quarantining, I think it'd be a good time for that for that idea that we have. Yeah, we'll save that idea for uh, we'll save it later podcast. It's a dope idea. Oh yeah, we got ideas in the back pocket. I know my mom was like, you know, don't you know. Don't share all your secrets. I was like, you know, no secret. It's just like hard work and brainstorming. Execution, too. Execution. Coming up with ideas. We've got a million ideas. So many. I'm an idea guy. You're an idea guy. (laughs) Yeah, Maher, (laughs) Munch, every time. So I didn't have a job at this point, right? During some of these shows, I was was a lot, had a lot more free time than Maher. So he would kind of run all the marketing, social media, graphic design, and I would do like operations. And I would call him some days and I'd be so tired and just like, you know, I've gotten like electrocuted and like <laughs> my car get like I busted like my window or something and like trying to like load stuff in it, my Prius. And I'd be, I'd just be like, bro, I need help. You're like, I'm an idea guy. Okay? <laughs> I got to cool you down a little yeah, bit. You're like, hey, I'm an idea guy. Okay. Let's just think about this. <laughs> and then, and then your other one was, it'll work out, bro. It'll, it'll all come together. <laughs> you and I'd oh be like, I'm the one bringing it together. I'm like, listen, hey man. You're like, hey man, teamwork. I believe in you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, then execute. <laughs> you got it. But so yeah, I'm not. I think what we're doing is great, and I think, uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be fun to look back on, you know, definitely, and it'll be fun to keep doing it uh, once this is all over and as we keep throwing shows. I'd love to like every week talk about the show we threw about the week before. You Immediately know? after, It'd be great. Um, oh yeah, because then everything's like fresh in our heads, and it'd be cool to get artists involved. You know, yeah, for sure. Have them on, talk about their experience working with us, um, or just like what it's like being an artist in Detroit. Detroit, yeah, I mean it's a hot spot for this COVID nineteen. Detroit's a, a wild place right now. Very wild. The streets are empty. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I don't know. It's crazy. It's just very. I'm since I've moved here, it's always been this like moving place. Yeah, it's like oh, Detroit's on the come up. This is happening. This restaurant's opening. Yeah, like These all, shows all of are our friends down. were doing stuff like every weekend. 
It was nonstop. We were doing stuff every weekend. We always had, you know, the homies were always dropping clothes. We'd go pop into this store, pop into this place. So so many it's, events. Yeah. You know who's been killing it, though, on this whole quarantine is uh, shout out to Dose Hefe's. Oh, the homies. They've been dropping every week. Oh, yeah. So Some cool stuff. Yeah, I'm actually about to do a collab with them. Oh, really? Yeah. Boom. Funny how that said it worked out. <laughs> Ooh. But yeah, um, so we're working on it's this. Fire. Yeah, we're working on I this really cool that. collab. I, I saw a little preview and I loved it. Yeah, a lot of people hit me up. On it the looked <laughs> sick, bro. It looked like some Ralph, you know, Ralph Steadman. Yeah. It looked like that. I felt like, you know, tie-dye is so, I don't know, it could be really cliche with the way you do it, but the way I've been approaching it is like subtleness, doing it in layers, yeah. um, not doing just like traditional, like, you know, rainbow colors, doing yeah. like different shades of different colors is cool. Pastels, washed out. Yeah. And trying different techniques, like not always, you know, twisting it up, maybe laying it out flat and then just yeah. subtle dots doing well, When layers. I did the, when I started doing like the bleach stuff, that's what I noticed immediately. It was like, there's so many different ways to like get a liquid onto a fabric. So many ways. And it makes a big difference. Like, oh, yeah. You can sprinkle it. You can whip it. You can soak. You can dry quicker. You can, yeah. you know, pre soak in water and then drip, you know, a lot yeah. of different ways. So, um, so yeah, they've been crushing it. You've been crushing it. Um, You've but been crushing it. I've been doing all right. <laughs> this has been my little project. You're crushing it. Yeah, we're crushing it. So, um, I feel like, yeah, you just got to stay busy. A lot of people have been doing that, but uh, it's weird not being able to, like, just. In, in involve ourselves with our friends and the city and the community that you know oh, we, yeah. we've tried to build up so especially because like you know our business is throwing shows and usually like yeah. in order to successfully throw a show you got to be planning at least a month out you yeah. know you got to have the date you got to have your artist you got to yeah. have the venue and you know we're in this you know state of flux where we don't know when we're able to plan our next show yeah and we got to be able to like pivot you exactly. know what I mean? Because, like, if we just sit around and wait until people are ready to come to shows again, that could be a year from now. I know a lot of people are optimistic and are saying, like, by the summer this will blow over, by September, but, like, we don't know that at all. And in the back of my head, I'm like, what if we're, what if I'm wrong? What if these people are wrong and, like, it keeps going? Exactly. Am I just going to, like, not have a job, you know? Like, I'm planning on getting married in August. It's wild. Your boy needs – yeah. So we do stuff like this. Um we both have clothing. We both, you've got music. I've got photography. We can, we can definitely fill our time in this weird, weird, weird time. Yeah. That's what I keep, uh, you know, telling the people around me. It's just, um, you got to find a way to stay busy and, you know, keep it's, that it's routine. It's hard for some people though. Cause it's yeah. like a lot of people only know how to stay busy w with other people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, it's hard to, but yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it and you got to, I feel like for me setting aside actual time has helped, you know, cause when I wake up and just like, don't have a plan for my day and yeah. just like, yeah, I'll do something productive today. And like, and I'll also relax and also hang out with, you know, Samantha and Courtney. One of those things takes over the whole day. Always. And it's usually time with Samantha and Courtney. And it's like, you need uh and Courtney and I actually printed out a schedule. Like every day of the week, we've got a new we got like a goal for that day or a thing for that day and it helps. Sweet. What was the goal today? Podcast. And it's Boom. her grandparents are quarantining like with us. It's her grandparents, me and Courtney. Oh and wow. Samantha. 
Um, and so they're watching Samantha and Courtney and I are got a little date night at my nice. place. Yeah. I love that. So, so the Sunday and Saturday are our days together. It's just about creating a little schedule. Yeah. To keep some sort of like structure structure. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, good. We're doing good. Staying busy, trying to figure out, you know, the best way to navigate these crazy times. Well, about a year and a half ago, August in 2018, what is that? It's like a year and a half. Yeah. What were we doing? We were throwing... The Room is Spinning, Volume 3. Volume 3. And this would actually be the last Room is Spinning until we went to South by Southwest. Uh, was that the following March? Yeah. We did it that quick. We were ready. Wow. Well... Uh, yeah, this was the last room is spinning next week. Tune in and that'll be the first Detroit is spinning. Definitely. We'll give you the whole story behind the name. Yeah. Um, but this show, we were feeling great. This oh. was an exciting, exciting time in, in life. We were 22, 23, 2018. Uh, I was 23. You were 24 newly. You were like 10 yeah, days. Freshly, into it. freshly 24. So, uh, yeah. Early 20s, third show throwing, you know, under this big pink umbrella. This is when we got our Instagram. Everything was coming together. A lot of pieces were falling into place. Yeah, we, we opened up an Instagram called Big Pink Loves You, which may be how you heard about this podcast. Yes, sir. Um, we, yeah, I feel like we just started, again, like if you listen to last week, the first show that we threw, it was all about just doing it and doing it on you know shoestring budget mm -hmm. then we that show was a success and so the next show we got a little more creative and we we did the cloud idea and we did um a few of our ideas just more built out definitely this show though i feel like we really took it to a whole new level because now we had two successful shows what was a part of this show do you remember as far as like build out and creative ideas yeah, this show we had the spray paint wall, we had the Mylar room, and we also had a huge The Room is Spinning sign. Yeah, so I'll break those down. Spray paint wall, this was an idea. So if you if you listened last week, there was a van that blocked off uh, the smoking area. It kind of enclosed it so that people didn't go into this parking lot where they weren't supposed to go. That van ended up getting Gunther, which I, I found out the van's name was Gunther, Got stolen and, and blown up. Torched. Wild. Crazy. And you like how I added that as the hook? That was the hook for last week's episode? That was amazing. That was great. Yeah. Um, and so now we got to close off this area. You know, we still got that problem. We need a solution. And the van was so cool. I was like, we can't just put like you know, some. A, a fence. Yeah, fence. That's whack, bro. People, people want something. You know, people are going to want to go in that van again. The van's not there. So we had this idea to build a wall and set up spray paint cans and all night just let people spray paint it. I mean, so risky. Extremely One, risky because it was right by the, the garage door. Yeah. And so it was like the our, vendor, our vendors were like. <coughs> yeah. But the people were loving it. They were like, this is sick. I was so glad we did it. I remember during the show filming um, people doing it. Yeah. And it was so cool to see like. They were just at a show, and they were like, it was so organic. What was that? You hear that? Yeah, you heard that? Who was that? I think it was your neighbor. My neighbors make 
so much noise, man. <laughs> and it's so irregular. They make the yeah. they make the weirdest noises. Uh, anyways, I remember interacting with people and, and hearing them like it was so organic, like them just being like, "Oh, what's like, what's this?" or people being like, "Oh, let me tag something, let me tag something." And people were, like passing spray paint to each other, and it was like so. Uh, it was so cool. Like I was talking to people I never met before about, and we were like doodling together. You know? Yeah, and it, it was cool seeing like the layers too. How like, well, yeah, like you know, there's always that guy draws a penis every time. Every time, I don't, you know, men are <laughs> sick creatures, <laughs> and so I'd be like stressing, but then like five minutes later, someone it's would cover completely it completely covered up with like a huge like installation of yeah, like, like a cool sun. drawing. But then like an hour later, that awesome drawing would be covered, and it's just like it gets you to not be attached to anything really it's just like you're just very you know excited on how it's developing yeah and uh and i remember seeing uh wait what's his name uh rainbow seekers joe hurtler oh joe hurtler yeah yeah so i uh i saw joe hurtler there and i was like hey man how'd you hear about this and he was like oh like everyone's heard about this or something like that yeah. and i was like what Woo! felt very cool and uh and i like i mean i love his music and i'd seen him play a, a lot so that was pretty cool he was, oh, he was yeah. doing the spray. I have a video of him doing the spray paint wall. Yeah, we'll throw it in here. Yeah, we'll throw it up. Throw it up here. Throw it on the wall. And uh, so that was the spray paint wall. It was four by four uh, plywood pieces. Yeah. Four feet by four feet. And there was four of them. So it was a 16 foot wall, four foot. Uh, so many cans of spray paint, too. Yeah, we spent like 130 bucks just on spray paint and then another 90 on lumber. Yeah. Shout out to uh, AJ. Shout out Jism. Three feet under. Woo! Um, he built that whole thing, and he 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 really he really did the thing. He made it yeah. s- solid; no one could hop it. Yeah, he always comes through when we need like a build out. Oh, he's he's the man. If you need something creative to be built out, hit up AJ. Shout out AJ at three feet under under three underscore feet underscore under. Yeah, the homies. Uh, actually, we'll put it right there, right here. Um, so that was the the spray paint wall. The next thing was the mylar room. So. Again, we're doing this show in eightfold again. So we didn't have to really stress about finding a venue, which was a huge relief. And so we were able to kind of creatively think about, all right, how do we make this space come to life more? And that uh, where we had the cloud was in the storage container. And before it was just the cloud. We just had this cloud hanging in a storage container. It wasn't a good use of space. So this time we were like, we should do a, a, a pop-up record store Yeah, in there. And and we should turn it into we found out about this stuff called Mylar and we should turn it into like a Mylar box and Mylar is like a mirror, but like plastic, like uh, reflective, reflective sheet, kind of like a I don't know how you explain the consistency, but like um, just a reflective sheet. Yeah, Yeah, reflective sheet comes in a four foot roll, four foot by 100 feet. Super cheap. Looks so cool. So we bought 100 magnets uh, off of Amazon magnets. And and we started cutting up the mylar and like crinkling it and magneting it to the inside of this thing, and it ended up being this crazy like room. Oh yeah. And we did like a car wash, like we put a sheet and like cut it. Yeah. We did like kind of like a car wash, like flat mm-hmm. to get in and out. So it was if you were in it, it was really immersive and trippy, and we put lights in there. Um, so that was another crazy idea. And then we took the leftover mylar and we put it. It had a long hallway. I'll put a photo of that because that was so cool. Yeah. That long hallway to get to the back, we we put the the whole floor was 
there was a four foot wide hallway, so it was perfect. Finished off the mylar. So we just rolled the mylar down it, and it was like this reflective uh, walkway to get into the show. So cool. Fire. Um, and then what was the last thing you mentioned? We had a huge The Room is Spinning sign at the entrance. Yeah, so Zach Hagee, and who was one of our vendors, but yeah. also always hung out at uh, Eightfold. And then was it Brooke that painted it with them? No, it was Isla. Oh, Isla. Yeah. So uh, Zach and Isla, well, first we were like, we need people to recycle. So we made a little lid for the trash can to make it a recycling can. Yeah. And then we were like, well, we had paint out, so we, we took a big, they took a big piece of paper and just painted the room is spinning. So cool. And we were like, it was similar to our first show, where it was like, we didn't even ask them to do that. We were just like involving nice people, cool people, creative people. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they did something cool and creative. That's yeah. what that's what people do. So um, that was awesome. Just so cool, random and cool. Um, who was it? The record store was Paramita. Yep, Paramita Sound Record Shop. Yeah, and then we also had the founder Andre and his friend Dre uh, spin that night as well. Yep. Yeah. And was Paramita was in between spaces at the time, right? Yep, they didn't have a space at that moment, so they were just kind of like in flux, getting their new spot together. And uh, how did you know about Paramita? What was your first memory at Paramita Sound in West? So they used to be in West Village, crazy spot right at Agnes and Van Dyke. Exactly, that's my first memory. I remember when I was, uh, you know, senior over in Ann Arbor. You know, we would hear about these uh, cool record pop-ups called the Beat Profile, and we. Uh, you know, c- me and a couple friends would just come from Ann Arbor down to Detroit, go to the beat profile, ended up making so many friends, just, you know, mm-hmm. linking up with a really cool community out here. And that was honestly one of the main reasons I moved out here. It was, really? uh, yeah. And I moved to West Village too. I was so stoked on it because they were creating such like an inclusive community for like all artists. Were they there when we moved in? Were yeah. they, they were still there, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, that was so cool living down the street from them. I, I, my first memory was a beat profile. Actually, my first memory, I didn't actually, I wasn't there, but I was in Chicago. I was living in Chicago, and I was, uh, I really wanted to work with this group, Gosh Pith, that was in Detroit, and they were super cool. And they were like, yeah, we want, like, come take photos for us. And they did a beat profile at this place, Paramita, Paramita Sound. Oh, yeah. And then they had a show the next night, and I missed. I could only get there for the show. And I saw videos of the beat profile like the night before, and I was like, damn, dude, I missed it. So I, I had major FOMO because um, it just looks like it looked like so much fun. So, of course, the next time there was one, it was actually Chuck English, um, yeah. which was crazy. You were there, right? Do you, do you remember that think. one? Was think, that Movement Weekend? I think so. I, I forget exactly when it was. I took photos. We posted a photo. It's crazy. There's Salar in the background. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the the film shot I took where it has like so many At of the, the first homies. One. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's like a Last Supper of the homies. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Such a crazy feeling. Uh, we'll post that photo up there too. Um, but yeah, I remember going in. I uh, had that little back room. That's where I met Count Mac for the first time. Cool. Um, and yeah, it was just a vibe, man. I was just like, man, this this is. Uh, oh yeah. This is great. Oh, I met uh, Jean-Luca, who is at oh, Sapino. Yeah. He works at Sapino. I dap him up every time I go in there. Every time. He's well, now ni- you can't. you got to throw elbows. He's a nice, yeah, I mean, I haven't dapped him up in a few months. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, that place really brought people together. That was a huge inspiration, I feel like, for oh, yeah. the whole city. I feel like the whole creative arts community really uh, fucked with that place. Yeah, and they were thriving. I felt like every time they would throw one of those events, it would just pack out and all yeah. the homies would be there. It would be such just like a nice kickback. They had the indoor-outdoor yep. thing. It was... It was a great time. So unfortunately, they were in, they got they got out of that space, and then they didn't have a space. So we were like, "Hey, come do a pop up at our show," and uh, they brought a bunch of records, set up a little uh, listening station. Yeah. In this mylar storage container. So cool. And then uh, Dre and Dre uh, DJs. So they now have a space at fifteen fifteen Broadway. Go check right? it out. Fifteen fifteen. Sounds right. And um, yeah, go check it out. So what else do we have on the show? Who what was the lineup? Uh, lineup was Dre and Dre, Jonah Baseball, and Sard. Sardashti. Yeah, Sard. he was Sardashti before, but now he goes by Sard. Yep. Yeah. Um, he had a cool setup. He was doing like live and DJ. Or was he doing all live? I think he was mostly doing like analog stuff, which yeah. is just a bunch of different hardware, which is so cool. I remember that was like one of my favorite sets. Just how like yeah, it was so free flowing. Yeah. And you were like watching it yeah um jonah crushed it on that one too as always the tv, the TV stack grew i'm pretty sure his dj time. sets are my favorite too every time every time and he, i'll always ask him he'll be like yeah it was all right i was like bro you never miss every time i love his dj sets yeah uh, he's always so humble and he was doing the visuals at the same time it's mind-blowing yeah he was doing all of it it was crazy yeah i think actually for this one we had like a little box set up to the right of was the that dj yeah, so that was the live, the little box that people were pressing the buttons, yeah? Yeah, yeah, you could click the buttons. It was and Solar's. It would, I don't or, or was it Jonah's? I think I, he just bought it. I don't remember who whose it was, but I remember yeah. it was just set up on the side, and anyone could go up to and just click on it, and it would mess with the visuals on the projector. Yeah, so that gets me into, let's get into the artist market, because the artist market, if you remember, I think last week I said that Zach Hagee was doing a more interactive thing now. I was wrong. That was this show. So this show, we were like, we need the whole artist market to be interactive. TYP needs to be doing live pressing. We came up with this idea with Zach Hagee to do live collaging, taking someone's portrait, printing it out, and collaging it with old magazines and editing it, um, you know, old school with pens and stuff, and then selling that to you know for like twenty bucks. It was the it was the best. And then uh, we had that live. People could go up to this box and control the visuals. Yeah. Live, which was so cool. They could modulate them by pushing buttons on this little modulator. And then the last thing, we worked with the a legend. Sheepy Sheepy McFly. McFly. So Sheepy, I had taken I had hit him up a few months earlier and said, Hey man, love your art. Can I take photos of you painting? I was in this mode. I was working with TYP a lot, taking photos of him in his process. And I was like, I love this. I love just like watching people make art and like photographing it. So I took some photos for Chiefy, gave them to him. Legendary for, for the photos. Loves. Yeah, the photos are sick. Legendary photos. There were these cool double exposures. Um, I would love to do that with him again. And um, and so, yeah, me and him were cool. He was super nice to me. And uh, so anyways, I hit him up and I was like, hey, man, what? I know you paint. I had seen him paint on some clothes before. I had this idea. I was like, what if you do this thing where, like, people come up and for, like, you know, 20 bucks 30 bucks whatever you'll paint like a little something on their jeans or they can pick off this rack that i went to a thrift store and i bought all this cheap flannels and jeans and stuff they could pick something off the rack and you'll paint it for them 
and he was down with it. I he, love it. He brought a few extra live pieces to just paint while no one was, uh, while he wasn't doing the clothing stuff. And I think, I don't think we marketed it right. I still think it's a great idea, but no one, he didn't get that many sales with, with the clothing thing. I don't think people got the concept, which yeah. is my fault. So well, you learn. You just gotta like next yeah. time you just develop it a little bit more and you yeah. promo it a little bit more and people will be down. Yeah, you gotta set it up so it's instantly people know what's happening. Yeah. You know, um, but still, that was so cool to work with him, and he was super cool and so just nice. came out and did it. Um, so yeah, that was the artist market. That was, uh, you know, go look up Sheefy now. He's 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 blown up. He's killing it. He was out in L.A. He did a gallery show out there. Um, I think he did a gallery show. Yeah, he did. Um, he did some murals. His mural game has been crazy. He Wild. got like national news. This was a crazy, crazy story. He got oh, arrested. Yeah. I mean, this is like fucking only in Detroit. He gets commissioned by the city to do a mural, and then gets arrested for doing them for graffiti for tagging by yeah, Detroit PD. Yeah, they didn't relay that he was hired by the city to be doing this mural, so they just assumed. Yeah. And it is, you know. I mean, that's like the saddest <laughs> story in the world. Yeah. Um, but he ended up like flipping it into know, something positive. Into something positive, which yeah. is like what he always does. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like Detroit, the Detroit arts community, is really good at that. Like, I remember Denial. Do you remember when Denial? Uh, I think he's still going through it, but this really dope Windsor artist, Denial, um, had a mural that was in a Mercedes Benz commercial. Yeah. And Mercedes. Oh, man, I'm going to botch this. No, this is what happened. What happened, yeah. He did the graffiti. uh, He did the mural in the Eastern Market for murals in the market. And then Mercedes, you know, ended up taking, like, product shots with a car in front of the mural without his permission. And then it ended up creating, like, some, you know, huge, uh, you know, media publicity thing where he's tried suing them. You sure? Because I thought it was this. I thought it was he was public about it like this is so i like i'm not supporting mercedes and like my artwork is like the centerpiece of this ad and then they sued him for like defamation and all this and and he was and he did a counter suit i think uh and regardless mayor duggan like came out and supported him um again national news people came out and really i felt like took his side a lot of good memes yeah I mean, I, I don't know if you guys are history buffs or not, but Mercedes made uh, a lot of m- vehicles for Nazis. So Damn. it's an easy meme to paint them as the, the assholes. In the yeah, it just all seems like a messed up situation. Yeah, you got you to gotta pay the artists. Yeah, bro. That's So looking at this, uh, uh, what's it called? Budget for this show. That's something I noticed. We've always paid our artists and... We've always tried to involve as many artists as possible. Oh yeah, and I feel like that's like, like I've I know other promoters, n- not in Detroit or whatever, but, and then they do like these free shows, and the artists don't get paid, and it's like, who is that for? Yeah, well, for me, it's like, like who benefits? Yeah, we approach the shows from you know the artist standpoint. You know, if we were. You know, being booked for this show, how would we want to be treated? You know, yeah. how how do we want the promoter to talk to us? How do we want to be greeted, you know, day of show? How do we yeah. make it the most smooth experience as possible? So, And you are an artist, so you've yeah. been through the other end of it. I've been through, like, the media side where, you know, you're dealing with promoters and 
Dick, the the only promoters I don't like are the ones who are dicks. Yeah, and they try to like when the ones they want is rude. And when they no want to cut the corners, they decide yeah. that the best corner to cut is with the artist, and they don't realize like, no, you should be investing in the artist so they, you yeah. know, they like your party and they want to play it more. And yeah, and without the artist, these shows don't exist. Exactly. Like I feel like that's. Um, I, you know, I understand it's easy to cut corners as a promoter. Like, there's been conversations we've had where we really have to, like, talk about, like, okay, like, what are we going to, what kind of company are we going to be? Because it's so easy to um, pay someone less than you're paying another artist or um, pay someone based on the amount of followers they have or, you know, ignore people's calls or not follow up with people and just, like, lose sight of um the fact that we're all just people and that you know these people have lives and they're supporting families with this art um and so i feel like for us that's we've tried to always maintain the perspective of like both sides always you know we've tried to always big pink is what we're trying to grow you know we're always trying to make big pink the best it can be um make money so we can throw bigger shows, better shows, hire more security, do more things. But we're also trying to see the perspective of, you know, uh, the guy who's live painting, who's, who's in college. And we know that like, maybe they, they haven't done a lot of work before, or they, they might not ask for money, but we feel like they should get paid because they're, they're making art at our show. Oh yeah. You know, um, so that's I feel like a motto. If you're a promoter, just pay your artists, you know. Yeah, and treat them with respect cuz you know, without them you won't have the show. So. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean this show was pretty I know one other thing we did was we invested in some more equipment. Um we bought cash boxes. We bought uh pretty much cash boxes were the only thing. Did we have security at this show? Did Martel show up for this one? Nope. We the, had the next show. I th- let me check. I think it was Joe McLean. So Doug Noble and Jackie Snyder, who are expecting a baby. Congratulations. Congrats. Um, they watched the door. This is before they got married, too. That's crazy. Um, and Joe McLean came and was our security. I think. Let me check the. Pause right here. And, and we're, we're back. back. All right. And we're uh, we were talking about security. So we still didn't get security. That was a lesson we still had not learned. Uh, well, we didn't have any problems. So we were like... We had a friend of ours watch a- act as a security guard. Yeah, and we had our uh, pepper spray. wasn't professional security, and we had our pepper spray. <laughs> um, what else did we have? We had, yeah, the spray paint wall. Oh, food. So Sebastian, which we made a mistake last week and the week before. Uh, our first show, Sebastian was, uh, I guess, a big help with the food. I didn't know that, so... Shout out Sebastian. He he did Rumor Spinning 1 and 2. He covered the food. And Batter Foods wasn't a thing yet. I said Batter Foods started, it, and it was just Sebastian. Mackenzie wasn't involved yet. So, correction. But uh, for this show, Young Freeze. Yeah, we had Young Freeze making tacos. Um, I remember we didn't really have a food situation, you know, for this one. And we really wanted it to happen because, you know, it was a hit. And we had a friend, Young Freeze, hit us up. He was like, hey, I like making tacos. And 
I remember Chester was super down with it, but I was like, wait, we got to have a taste test. Yeah, you were like, we got to taste the tacos. I'm like, bro, he'll make good tacos. No, you can't. But you can't just have a random person. Like, I hadn't met him yet. He was like, I'm going to pull up and make tacos. I was like, you got to make us tacos before we can have you pull up and make tacos for, you know, 200 plus people. Yeah. And I don't think we did. No, I definitely went to his house. Oh, whoa. Oh, you did? I went to his house and had a test, a taste testing no of tacos. Way, what was that like? It was great. It was well. It was the first time I got like I got to meet him. So yeah. we sat down, we chopped it up, and he had tacos made. And I was like, "Dude, oh my these gosh. are great!" I Let's didn't even know it. you guys did that, dude. I was not about to have a random person pull up and just make I, tacos. Well, I knew him from I think shooting concerts. But you didn't know him but as I a taco chef. Yeah, I did not you know? know him as a taco chef. Anyone can pull up and be like, yo, man, I'll make tacos. I want to taste the tacos first. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, yeah. they were good tacos. Ended up being great. He ended up killing it. Yep. Um, and I remember he was so on point. So I guess I think he's worked in the food industry before because he was like, he was sending me like uh, margins. He was sending me yeah. food costs, like a breakdown of each ingredient, how much each ingredient costs per taco. I was like, bro, I I love you right now. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> he he crushed it. Oh yeah. Um, shout out Young Freeze, dude. Shout out Young Freeze. I mean, he's he's end up ended up um, being such a homie. Shot my engagement photos. He introduced us to Dos Hefes. Yep, introduced it. I mean, bro, yeah, Young Freeze, you a real one. A real one. He's a good dude, and um, and I think he was friends with uh, Eightfold at that time too. Oh yeah. So that was just another person, the eightfold hub. That, that just got you know, in the mix. Got in the mix and made amazing things happen. Um, but other than that, man, that was it. That was the show. I yeah. feel like, oh, one thing, too, we, we didn't talk about was, uh, I mean, I don't really have to talk about it, but we flyered a bunch for all three of these shows, and I haven't mentioned that. But yeah, we were we had, like, a list in our phones of, like, 50 different places. We were hanging yeah. up flyers. Yeah, we still have the logs, and um, that was like that was great legwork to put in, to kind of uh, just push it, you know. Yeah, it was just we were learning about the marketing and the promotion side of things, and like what was working, yeah. what wasn't working, how we could invest that money. You know, if we weren't gonna get the flyers, how could we put that towards marketing? Oh, we could do you know social media ads. We can yeah. you know find different ways to engage with people. And. We'll talk about it next week because the following week, sorry, the following show was, um, My bad. watch it, bro. Ooh. I'm just playing footsies right now. Ooh. Uh, the following show was our first time doing paid ads on Facebook. No flyers, paid ads. Yeah. So we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Give ourselves something to talk about. But, yeah. um, but this was, we did flyering for this show and organic social media marketing. And, and, and um, it was like proving to work for us. Like it yeah. wasn't, we weren't relying on it, but it was definitely helping us. Yeah. And I think it just, for me personally too, it helped me really like feel invested in the show. Yeah. Like I'm taking this whole day to work, to work on this show and to like yeah. promote this show. You go and meet local businesses. People ask you, Oh, what are you putting up? What's the flyer for? Um, you know, you film it, put it on social media and, you know, say, you know, we're out here flying today. It just gets you involved with the community instead of just sitting, you know, in your apartment and being just another ping on people's, yeah. you know, iPhones or whatever. So 
it gets you excited and then it also sees yeah. other people that you know it also shows other people that you're engaged and you're committed and yeah. it's not just a facebook event like you're going out there you're and it's us yeah like it's just us like definitely it, it shows that like i think that's why i love uh shout out to spread deli because terry t- terry gets it oh yeah you know a lot of owners aren't making the sandwiches and like working it and terry's like no like i'm gonna do this because that's how i know how to best do this like i'm gonna put the best face for my business you know and i mean he's like he's their mascot bro he's everyone loves terry he holds it down well because you know he cares about the community like if someone comes in and is like yo i'm throwing a show he's like all right throw a flyer up there put some flyers here i'll make sure to you know tell people about it yeah and you know if you show him you care and you show him that you're engaged he like takes that and like multiplies it he gets so hype on it yeah yeah he's uh i love people like him people who own businesses and like take full ownership and just like take so much pride in what they do and are just like, like anyone's welcome Oh yeah, like he fills up, bro. He he gave. Uh, I was with some guy in like in line, and the guy was like, "Terry, can I get something for Max?" His dog. He had his dog in there, and Terry just cut off a couple little pieces of turkey, gave Boom. it to him, and I was just like, "Damn, that's the guy right there." Well, that creates that like relationship with people where yeah. you know they can trust you and they want to support you, and they see like you're on the front lines. Yeah. You know, the same way that guy is gonna keep supporting Terry because he gave. His dog, you know, some some food is the same way people are going to support us when they see we're going out there and flyering and committing ourselves. And like one of my favorite things to do at our shows is uh, we have like a two drink max. You you get two free drink tickets when you come to the show. So naturally, people are done with your two drinks. They're like, let me just pay you for like a beer to the bartender. And our rule is like, no. Yeah. And uh but sometimes I like to just go up to a person and be like, here, man, just have another free beer. And they'll be like, really? Really? Like that easy? Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, like, thanks for coming to my show. And they're like, oh, like, this is your big pig. And I was like, yeah, like me and Maher. And like, you'd be over there, like, running the door or something. And people just see that it's like, it's not some big thing. It's like two people, it's two us. friends. And, uh, or like people at the door, you know, asking them while they're in line. And you could tell they're annoyed, the, the wait time. Just go up and talk to him. Hey, what's up? How'd you hear about the show? That's my favorite question for any show. How'd you hear about the show? Ask anyone. You can go up to anyone. You know, you go up to them. I've never met you before, but you're here. How'd you hear about it? Yeah. And you start, you know, having this great conversation about, oh, my friend, you know, showed me. Oh, I saw it on Facebook. Oh, we were just driving by and wanted to check it out. The craziest was we did these movie nights one summer. And the first movie night, these three... How old were they? I think they were like they were like freshmen fre- in yeah, college. Yeah, freshmen in college. So they're just like these three like young girls who we don't know. They're like go to Wayne State or something, and they're oh no, they went to Oakland University. They drove like from like Madison Heights, I remember. And when we were like, how are you here? Like it was me, Maher, like uh, some of our homies, Courtney. Yeah. And then like these three girls who nobody knew, and we were like, how did you hear about this? And they were just like, oh, we just went on Facebook and clicked, like, things happening tonight. Yeah. And this, like, <laughs> event came up, and we, like, thought it looked cool. And we are like, wow. It just, just shows you, like. Just like that. Well, you got to, like, treat every social media like, you know, a different person is going to see it. Like Every every outlet. Every, every outlet. Anything. Person to person. Like, if I'm at a party and we have a show in a week, 
You better believe every conversation is going to lead to the fact that I have a show coming up. Every time. Oh, yeah, no, no. I'm throwing a show tonight. Yeah, you should like, pull up. What's your favorite color? It's pink. Like Big Pink Media. That's a company I started. We have a show next week. <laughs> you know, it's like, always finding a way to yeah, get Yeah, what's there. the weather like tomorrow? It's sunny. It's always sunny in Detroit. Detroit is spinning. We have a show next week. There's always a way always to Always a way to it. bring it back. Every time. I uh, I love that, bro. And then, yeah, it's Facebook, making an event, promoting it. Every little thing counts. Every little thing. Um, and then, I, but I think the the thing that counts the most is when people are actually at your show. That's your opportunity to like really show them, you know, to make them want to come back. Of course, and show them like you care about their experience, and they're not just you know another ten dollar ticket. You know, they're contributing to something bigger than just yeah. you know a show on a Friday night. They're really engaging the local arts community. Yeah, um, and they make friends. You know, Every I time. want people to feel like. They can come up and say what up to me at one of my shows and, you know, feel like they have a, they're not just there alone. You know, they're a part of it. Every time. Every time. Yeah. I feel like with, you know, recognizing how important flyering is, posting on Facebook, making the event, we learned about, you know, effort and it's not all about, you know, dumping money into it. A lot of it is investing time into it and effort. Yeah. And once you realize, you know, not everything has to, you know, have, you know, a dollar sign on it. It could be, okay, I'm going to go take three hours and go fly around the city. That has just as much value as putting $50 into like a Facebook ad, you know? Yeah. And, you know, obviously flyers cost money, but you could, you could literally, you know, hand make them, you know, if you're really trying to grind. Yeah. You can, uh... I mean, there's a million things you can make promotional videos like with you have an iPhone, you have any type of phone. Most phones have a camera. Put a little edit together. Make like a funny little video. Do a skit. Make a call people. Yeah. Like literally message people on Instagram, not a spam, but like literally like, hey, what's up? How's this going? How's, you know, Munch Music going? Ask them about their. Be genuine. Don't be like, don't do the copy and paste like, hey, what's up? I'm throwing a show. I'll be honest. I've done that. And it doesn't feel good. It's sometimes you're stressing and it's like you got the Facebook numbers aren't there and you're like, you're going to lose money on the show. And you're just like, ah, I got to fire off a bunch. And it feels a little shallow. But those are times where I maybe I neglected flyering or I neglected things in the weeks leading up because of work or because of whatever. And so then I had to compensate by doing like a mass email, you know. Yeah, there's ways to definitely do it. And there's, you know. Obviously, it doesn't have to be a copy and paste, but, you know, yeah. if it is, at least you're reaching out and putting that effort, right? Yeah. You know, because you never, if there's anything I've learned with these shows, you never know who's going to walk through the door. Ever. It, it could be, you know, the coffee barista, you know, that you go to every morning to get your latte, or yeah. it could be the kid you went to middle school with that switched schools and you haven't seen him in 15 years. Those are the craziest, bro. The, the throwbacks to Country Day was... The throwbacks are always crazy. The best. Yeah. And then the people you think are going to show up, you know, you're like, oh, man, I didn't see them like that night. Like, wh- I wonder what happened. And they were like, you know, sick at home or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you never know. That's what I love about events. It's just it's one group of people that will never really repeat itself. Yeah. Like, you'll never get this that 500 people in the same room again. No, it's so. It's, it's impossible. People have such complex lives and, like, people can't make it. People get this. But these are all the people that one night. That could make it. Of course. It's the best. The best feeling. And you look around and you're like, dang, you got to like take it all in and appreciate it. Oh, yeah. It's the best. 
Oh yeah. Best feeling in the world. Um, well, cool, bro. Do you want to? Let's just end it on a little story. You want to end it on a story? You want to end it on a little story? Let's end it on a story, bro. Let's do. Let me think of a story. Let me think of a story. What's a good? How do? Oh. Jet ski. No. Come on, bro. No, I'm trying to think of a better one. Not that jet ski. The other jet ski story. <laughs> oh, with the cast? You want to do the yeah, cast the story? Cast. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, we'll do the first jet ski story. Yeah. Maybe the maybe. PG. Yeah, yeah, okay, 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 okay. So <laughs> we'll let we'll let Chester tell tell There's uh three jet ski stories, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> Two okay. of them we're not gonna ever share on this podcast. Ever. One of them I'll tell you right now. Okay. I broke my arm. I had a cast. How'd you break your arm? On a goat cart. So I was, we had just moved to this new house and there was, they they were breaking up the backyard and there was sand all over our driveway. And me and my brothers had this goat cart and it was like an off-roading kind of one. It was, it wasn't meant for drifting, but there was sandy so you could drift. And my mom came out, it was a hot summer day. She was watching Law and Order inside and she said, if you break your arm, I'm not taking you to the hospital. And I was like, I'm not going to break my arm. So I'm whipping donuts, and sure enough, I hit a spot with no sand, and just, er, boom, and just the cage came and chopped my arm in half, and I was like, ah. The worst pain. I ran inside, and I was like, mom, mom, I broke my arm. <laughs> she, she paused her law and order. She goes, what did I tell you? I was like, you said you weren't going to take me to the hospital? She was like, so what am I going to not do? I was like, take me to the hospital? She was like, your dad will be home in two hours. And she turned back law and order, and I just sat there with a broken arm for two hours, bro. You kind of had it coming. Kind of had it coming. Kinda so, coming. <laughs> cut to like a you know, couple weeks later. This is my first cast. I never had a cast before. And so I've got it, and... There's a rule. There's a rule. You can't get it wet, because it'll get mushy, and it won't heal your arm. And my wrist still clicks a little because of this. I swear it's because of this. I still got a click. And... <laughs> And so sure enough, Myra met Myers and he's like, he's like, bro, this cast sucks. Like you can't ride bikes. You can't do this. You can't do that. He's like, come on, bro. Let's go on the jet ski. He lived on a lake and he, he, is, he had this jet ski. And I was like, bro, I cannot get this thing wet. And you were like, bro, I'm driving. I'm driving <laughs> these things all day. Like we're not going to get it wet. Hop on the jet ski. And I'm like, did we even try covering it? Oh, yeah. I think we did. I think we had a trash bag over it. Like, I was just holding it. Like, it wasn't sealed or anything. So, I have, like, a, yeah, I think we had a trash bag for, like, spray. Yeah. So, I was like, I was like, bro, I can't fall off, so don't go fast. These things went, like, 60 miles an hour. He goes, dude, I promise. Like, come on. I'm your boy. I would never do that to you. Ever. Looks at me in the eye. I got you. <laughs> he says, I got you. I hop on. Immediately. <laughs> oh my bro, slow down, slow down. Our relationship too, he's I've always been the scared one. And anything we do, he's always scared me. And so I'm freaking I'm like about to cry. I'm like thirteen years old. I'm like, stop it, stop it. And you go you go Oh my god, bro. So he starts doing donuts and I'm holding on for dear life. I'm about to fall off. He goes, I mean this to this day I have this burn in my memory. He's driving. I'm holding on behind him, <laughs> and he's looking back at me going, you think I like this? You think I want to do this to you? You think I like doing this? And I'm like, 
I'm like, you don't have to do it. Stop doing it. And he's like, I can't. It's too late. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And eventually, boom. Yeah. Fall okay. off. Hit the gas. Do a sharp turn, and then send Toby flying. Fall off. <laughs> under. I'm fully underwater. <laughs> it's just soaking in water. I'm like, I'm feeling it. It's like I can bend my wrist now. It's mushy. Just done, dude. I got so heated. You're like, bro, we can dry it out. <laughs> Put a fan to it. I was so heated, bro. But, you know, I forgave you. Still Story friends. time. And, uh, All yeah. those. Could still work it. Yep. Stay safe in the quarantine. Thank you for listening to another episode. And um, What do we want to leave the people with? Um, Maher's going to be releasing some new clothes. Keep an eye out for that. Yes, um, sir. Please share this podcast if you enjoy it. So easy to share. Just give it a little share. Give it a little love. Throw it a comment. Throw it a like. Yeah. Even if, a, if, even if it's just a comment of encouragement, it uh, really, really fills the soul. It we all help. helps. We read everything. I sit there for hours and edit, and you know, sometimes it can be hard, but that one little comment makes my day. Every time. Um, so, yeah. Tell a friend. Stay safe. Stay positive. Before we sign off, bro. What? What percent? Hard work, what percent luck? Um, man, I'm done with this question what? because <laughs> it's this, you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> let me think. This point, all hard work, no luck. We're putting in the hours, the legwork. Yeah, no luck. The luck is that you make your own luck. You just, I don't know, because. Here's my if you tell someone it was, you know, fifty fifty, then they're gonna put in the legwork and be waiting around for that extra fifty. It's not gonna come. You gotta put in a hundred. And maybe, you know, someone'll There's a little sprinkle of luck somewhere in there. I wouldn't even call it luck. I call it that magic. Yeah, I like magic more. Yeah. It's a hundred percent work and then like ten percent magic. A little sprinkle of magic on top. Yeah. I like that. So so that's my answer. And that's my final answer. Next week, we're not doing the luck thing. We're going to come up with a new question. Perfect. I'll come up with it. Um, well, cool, bro. That's it. Signing off. Episode three. Big Pink loves you in the books. Follow us on TikTok. Do we have a TikTok? No, we're not making a TikTok. We got to make a TikTok. He wants to make a TikTok. I do not want to. Comment your vote if we should get a TikTok. Or not. We're going to make a TikTok after this. Have a nice night, ladies and gentlemen. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Peace.